0: This is Biz. I'm a part-time working mom with a big kid and a little kid.
1: And I'm Teresa. I have a family business, two young kids, and a baby.
0: This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, mom nagging, a.k.a. put a sweater on. Plus, Biz has a bad reputation. Teresa accepts some stuff. And we talked to Kate Rope about her new book, Strong as a Mother. Woo! Uh, Teresa, how are you? I'm pretty good. Oh my God. I think. What's wrong? I know. <laughs> I know, it's weird.
1: I think the reason I'm pretty good is I. I'm starting to accept that this is my life now. Ooh. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I think, so over the weekend, you know, it was the it was the weekend after our Chicago weekend, right? So right. we were away for Chicago. That was great. Um, much needed break. <laughs> and then possibly because of having that perspective mm. and feeling grateful for that and coming home, coming yeah. back into my life. And also possibly because it was our first, first kind of like uh nothing special is happening this weekend yeah. weekend in a while. Yeah. Like previously there'd been the lice outbreak right. weekend. Mm. There was like a lot of sickness for a while. Yes. There were a lot of things happening. Um so this was like the first weekend where like nothing crazy happened. Yeah. And you know, I was happy to be there. Like, you know, I having <laughs> having like escaped for sure. a little bit. It felt good to be home. And also I just Like, my house is a fucking mess. Mm. Like, for real. And I just did not want to be a sad, crazy person spending the weekend cleaning my house. I just wanted to just kind of have the day. Sure. You know? And just go about my business. And I even, like... Found like on Saturday. I found ten minutes to like read. Wow! And on Sunday, I found ten minutes to lay down and sleep, which was good because I got like five hours of sleep the night before. But it was a really short rest. But like, I just did those things. You know, I as opposed to cleaning, as opposed to like cleaning or like doing other stuff. Yeah. And I and I just kind of like I I feel like I just was really accepting this weekend. Like I was really like. You know, this is my this is my house. <laughs> this is my this is my life. These are my kids. This yeah. is my husband. Everything's great. <laughs> yeah. Like everything's yeah. really great. Like there was yeah. like nothing. It was just you know, it wasn't like everything was like perfection. No, it was just like it was totally everything was, was okay. Yeah, like everything, everything just was, was totally okay. <laughs> yeah, and like I
0: wasn't trying to like reach for the star.
1: You right. know what I mean? Yeah, I was just like doing my thing,
0: just hanging on the bar yeah. instead of reaching for the star. Exactly. And the bar, <laughs> I mean the low bar, the low not bar. an actual alcohol yeah. bar. Yeah,
1: yeah, the good enough bar,
0: the good enough bar. Yeah, I think that's great. Maybe acceptance is is also. The new self care. Yeah. Just like because it's I the, think so. It's the acceptance thing. I think there's actually some real value in that though, like the ten minutes of reading or the ten minutes of like laying down. Yeah. I have started to find those moments as well. Like when we're all home mm-hmm. and everybody's yeah. suddenly doing a thing and I'm like, yeah. what should I be doing yeah. with this time? Should I be cleaning? Should I be falling back? No, I'm gonna read or I'm gonna work this puzzle for, like, just the yeah. five or ten minutes. Yeah. But I think there's value in just claiming that totally. time. Yeah. Yeah. Good job and Thanks. good. Yeah. Good. Thank you. Good. How are you? I am good. A lot happened over the weekend. What I just wanted to kind of say that I, <laughs> uh, as you discovered some, like, acceptance, that mm-hmm. maybe you should just accept some things, I my big discovery was it never corrects itself. And that mm-hmm. would be the sleep. Like mm, yeah. Ellis has been struggling with a little bit of a cold. Maybe there's an air infection. Maybe there's not. I don't know. But either way, sleep is really disrupted. And it's the kind of disrupted sleep, not like where I'm getting like a solid five hours and then I'm up. It's like every 15 to 45 minutes. Mm. He's crying out, whether it be like sleep is bad or he's woken up realizing something that like he just yeah. he can't get deep enough. Yeah. And which always leaves me in that state of like, well, I can't also get deep enough. Yeah because I'm waiting for the next oh, yeah. wake up. Or you're getting woken up. Or I'm getting it's woken like, up. It's, don't yeah. blame yourself. Like yeah. it's it's no, just, I'm just, you're just woken up. getting woken up. So yeah. I am kind of look I mean you just, yeah. you just go immediately you're like oh I'm right back to like dropping stuff oh, and yeah. like kind of doing that 4am crying like in my own room of like this is a thing! Yeah. <laughs> you have to wake yeah. up too, Stefan. Yeah. I listen to me be really mad about it. Well, that's, that's when you've reached, like, torture yeah, level. Yeah, torture like, level. Like, you,
1: when you keep getting woken up yeah. over that's and it. over and over again. And by 4 a.m., if that's still
0: happening, yeah. you're being tortured. Because you You're know- going to lose your mind. Yeah, yeah. It's like that little mini yeah. breaking point. Because I know I'm never going back to sleep. No. Because we're up in it's two hours. Never- yeah, it's And over. I'll never get myself yeah. back. Yeah, So, fun. Uh, <laughs> so fun, but just be accepting. I'm it just is. accepting of it. So I'm like in that like half deranged. Like I'm pretty sure I have clothes on today, state. Yeah. But I took Katie Bell to her very first concert this weekend. Oh my god, which was Taylor Swift. Ah, I need to know everything about and this. reputation. Bad. I don't even know what the words are. Anyway, but it was. I just had to say. I first of all, I totally was aware. And and like acknowledged the importance of this event, mm, uh, and like and and enjoyed and celebrated that it was me who got to take her to this yeah, event, right? Like so I, you good. know, as opposed to just being like yes. I gotta fucking yeah. her, blah, blah, blah. Right. I was like, no, yeah, this is a big deal, yeah, and she's old enough to really do this yes. and appreciate it. And I'm gonna just we're gonna do this, and I'm gonna just celebrate this as her first big thing, and it was great, and she, like, sang, like, every song, and everybody was cool, and, like, it we had great seats, and the whole experience was awesome, and it was really good. We only had, like, one small moment of the, like, I'm really cold, right? Oh, and I had said, yeah. you know, I, I, we talked about you need to wear more clothes, yeah. more stuff, and then, but she chose her choices, and she got really, really cold. Like, towards the end, I think, yeah. she was cold, and I said, I was it like, outside? Yeah. Um, and I was like, look, she wasn't like in shorts. She was dressed fine. She yeah. wasn't. I mean, it was enough yeah. to keep her warm. Yeah. She was just cold. So I finally looked at her and I said, Katie Bell, you need to understand nothing's going to change between yeah. now and when we leave the concert. Yeah. I, we yeah. can't fix I this. I can't
1: make something Do appear. you want
0: to go home? Is it yeah. so cold that you want to go home? And I didn't ask her in an ugly way. I was like, just yeah. legitimately, do you want to go home? No then you're going to need to stop complaining about it because yeah. nothing is yeah. going to change. Yeah. And she was like, okay. And I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, and then like kind of towards the end she just sat in my life as taylor was bringing it down uh-huh. to the more slow jammy yeah. reflective Snuggle we snuggled yeah. up good uh, and i was like this is probably she's getting too so big for snuggling oh. um, anyway it was really great but that one particular moment i think ties in really nicely to what we're going to talk about today which is mom nagging <laughs>
1: Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the host of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we
0: talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you.
1: Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice.
0: Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. <laughs> Sorry. Mom nags. Mm-hmm. Let's just call it what it is. Mm-hmm and make sure that whatever we call it is really derogatory. It really offensive towards us. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to say we've kind of touched on the haggard nagging and broken. haggard yeah. and broken and combined uh, yeah. combined with like if you're in a relationship, if you're in a, if you've got a partner, how sometimes if you're the one who's president of most stuff, mm-hmm. it's also very easy to fall into the like constantly reminding, constantly asking mm-hmm. for something to happen or for help or for whatever, mm-hmm. and then that then puts us into the role of you know wife nag or partner yeah. nag, yeah. you know like oh, ah, yeah. why won't you just fix the sink already, right, like. Yeah. Whatever yeah. Ellen in the blank it is in your house.
1: God, women are the worst. We're the
0: worst on the planet. Yeah. Every joke God, and thing women. that's ever been said is true. It's really true. It's true, guys. And we were just born this way. We- <laughs> <laughs> With a silver nag in our mouth. Uh, I think there might be a narrative out there. but we. I, 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 I'm going to derail. I'm having such a, like... Existential feminist crisis yeah. uh, as of late, given the news yeah. and the way of the world. And I think, like, you know, when something, like, bad happens, sometimes it's, well, that guy was rejected by a girl. And I just yeah. keep waiting for somebody to say— yeah. Women continue to be extra nice to guys because right. they might really lose their yeah. mind, which then, like, leads me yeah. to, like, you can never be on a submarine because they just can't help from raping <laughs> you on a submarine. <laughs> right? I'm just like, what the fuck is wrong with us? And yeah. somehow what it's still fuck? our fucking fault. Yeah. The narrative yeah. is that it's still somehow our fault. Yeah. That violence just can't stop happening to us. Yep. What the fuck? Fuck. Well, it's because we're nags, mainly. It's mainly because we're nags, and, and and all these kids just keep growing up with naggy moms, <laughs> ruining things for asking them to take care of themselves. Anyway, so we've kind of touched on, <laughs> we've kind of touched on that uh-huh. when it came to our relationships. But today, I was standing in the kitchen making my coffee, turning off. The news. Because mm-hmm. it was really taking me to a dark mm-hmm. place. Yep. And then I said, oh, Katie Bell, you are, are you happy, like, love the outfit? Mm-hmm. Are you going to be wearing a jacket? Because mm-hmm. it's going to be as cold as it was yesterday. Yeah. And she said, yeah. And I said... Okay, but I'm, like, looking at her outfit and thinking, eh, that jacket's not going to do it. Yeah, how's that going to work? But I kind of pulled back a little bit Uh because I said, oh, I said, do you think you're going to be warm enough? Yeah. She said yes. Oh, huh And then I kind of turned to Steph and I said, huh, what is it? Like, I'm about to do a thing. Yep. I'm about to do a thing, and I'm aware of it, where I'm going to say, you need to put more on.
1: Yeah.
0: And... She's not going to want to. She's going to say, I'm I'm fine. fine. I don't need it. I know my body. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm going to say, no, you don't. Mm -hmm. You need to put it on. Don't you remember just this weekend at the Taylor Swift concert when I said you needed more and you said you didn't? Mm -hmm. And then we spent half the concert being really cold. Mm. And I said to Seven, so what am I supposed to do? Because I want her to learn the lesson. Mm -hmm. She was at the concert cold. But I'm not sure if a lesson was learned, because here we are, and it's going to be cold, and she wants to go out without enough stuff. Mm-hmm. So is it just that I have to like let her consistently be... Like, how many times, how many times do you well, let them, right. quote unquote, learn for themselves? Yeah. How many times am I going to let her keep sticking her hand on the stove? You know what I mean? Right. Like, before I need to say, yeah. really, yeah. like, because there's that... There's part of us as parents who do want to get ahead. It's our yeah. life experience, and we want to try and help them yeah. not make the same mistakes.
1: Or we or we know that they're not at the age yet where yeah. they can't, or that not right. at the developmental stage yet, where they can actually right. have the skills to know what they need. And so, like, we just say, you just have to bring a jacket. I don't care if you're cold or not. Right. Today you're bringing a jacket.
0: Correct. Because I've been out in the <laughs> wild, and I've seen, like— there, we've got friends, and that mom's like, if it's 80 degrees, yeah. the kid has to have a jacket on. Like, mm-hmm. she, like, it is, like, you will put that jacket on. Yeah. While Katie Bell, I'm like, ah, I know Katie Bell knows when she's cold or not, mm. so she'll bring a jacket. Right. Right? Have it. Have yeah. it. Yeah. So, like, I just feel like there's, it's like a cycle of this, like, loop that I feel like I'm on and telling yes. my kids to do a thing. Katie yes. Bell also currently has said, please don't ever ask me to brush my teeth again. I want to uh. do it. I want to be in charge of doing it. Yeah. And then we find ourselves in that position where I'm like, well, it's two minutes before we have to leave. And I have to ask you because I need to know that you've done it. Right. But my asking isn't me telling you to do it. I'm just wondering, can we go? uh, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah. So I feel like suddenly I – it's, again, one of these setups – that put us into this... And maybe actually it's fine to quote-unquote nag to remind our children to do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. It's just that it makes great fodder for comics and for comic books and for, you know, to, like, mm-hmm. these stereotypes of the nagging mom. Like, even one of my favorite comic strips, Zits, mm-hmm. there's always, like, wow, your mom is DEFCON 10 nag, yeah. right? Like, yeah. where... But you do have to fucking clean your room up. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> so, like, is it just that... I, like, we're wrestling with a narrative that people make fun of while it's actually something that we really need to do to help our kids. Yeah. Or is it just another shitty position? Like, how do i don't know. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just was like, oh, I'm in a loop yeah. this morning. Yeah. And the loop is making me feel like, like, am I doing the right thing or do I need to step back? mm yeah, I'll just drop that there. No,
1: I think I think the reason you're I think you're the reason you're dealing with that, and we're we're always we're our kids are always learning, right? So we're always kind of questioning: Can we pull back a bit yeah. here? Can we pull back a bit here? Right. You know, um, and I think. With Katie Bell, you're totally at that, like, crucial point now where she's becoming, like, a person. Yeah, she's a real person. Like, she's totally, like, we're past full-blown kid. Like, she is, like, a person who, like, might be uncomfortable during the morning at school if she forgot to brush her teeth. Yeah. And her teeth feel weird. Right. She might actually be like, oh... I, d- I didn't brush my teeth this morning. I'm going to remember to do it tomorrow because right. this feels weird. Right. That might. Like, but you're not sure. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> but it's just interesting because I think you're at that crossroads. Yeah, like, exactly. like, I think with my kids, we're not, like, executive functioning-wise with <laughs> both my kids. Well, I should say all three all of my three, kids. All right. Different stages. Obviously, the one-year-old <laughs> still needs everything done for him. Right. But like you know, the four and a half year old and the almost seven year old, like I, I still don't. It's interesting because like they mostly won't complain if they're mm. cold, oh. but I can't deal with them. <laughs> I, mean, I, I know you're cold. I, I, I can know. See it. Like I can't, but it's true. Like it's right. true. And oh, like, interesting. Th- and they're still like little enough yeah. that like. I feel that they are not being adequately cared for right. if they do not have a jacket and it's 60 degrees outside. Sure. I realize that in other places 60 is probably pretty warm. Right. But like but here it's here, different. If it's drizzling, it's cold. Yeah. And so, like today, for example, yeah. uh, Jesse and I did not realize it was going to be a rainy day. No, yeah, no, we didn't either. We yeah. didn't. Like we even checked and it seemed like it wasn't gonna be warm. Yeah. So like Grace is at school right now in like a short sleeved dress and a vest. Yeah. Which, she'll be fine, I guess, but I do, like, the the thought of her bare arms out <laughs> in the world today is, like, very stressful right. to me. So I'm just, like, setting that aside. She'll yeah. she'll survive. But, yeah, I'm definitely still at the point with my kids where I'm, for the most part, I just have this set of rules of things they have to do. It's even even with using the potty, we're yeah. still at the point where I'm, like, I, I literally have the conversation with the... At least one of them every day where I'm like, I don't care that you don't have to go. You must yeah. go now. Yeah. You will try. If if nothing happens, right. I don't care. Yeah. You will still try right now. This is what we're doing right now. Yeah. You have to do this at certain times of the day because we're just still at that point. Well, okay. So,
0: yeah. All right. But now, so this is interesting because this, I think about those things like the potty or you're going to be cold yeah. or the, like, the, you have to brush your teeth, yeah. like these sorts of things where like- I appreciate that there is some level of developmentally, they don't understand yeah. that these are the things they have yeah. to do. But there's also a part of me that's like, like, you said, will Katie Bell go to school and be like, oh, that feels gross. I'll yeah. do it tomorrow. Will. Yeah, <laughs> She does not give two or she, will she not care? She will she yeah. not care? So yeah. I think about, it, I do the same thing with Ellis with the potty. Yeah. Good news, everybody. Eight-year-old Katie Bell. I don't ever have to say it to ever. <laughs> Hooray. But with Ellis, I still do it. But then I'm like, and he's, I I don't have to go, right? Like, yeah. Part of me is like, is it that he really doesn't think he has to go, or he just doesn't care? Yeah. And then like again, same thing. Do I have a kid who doesn't care versus me who cares? Yeah. Right. Like you said, it's not they don't care about the call, but I care about the call. Also, I'm thinking about like how this falls into like a mom guilt issue for me. Yeah. Of the like. People who've got either older kids or have no kids, and I have been of the no kids variety of like, they're gonna learn. Yeah. How else They'll are they gonna figure learn? it out? They'll right. figure it yeah, out. You can't, I do yeah. believe that, but I you're right. Too. There's also yeah. an age that doesn't. And then you hit yeah. this. There's when is your kid really ready to learn? And you don't know. Yeah. Which is frustrating. And yeah, like there's there's like a real guilt there of, A, I feel like I'm the asshole who's never letting my kid learn on her own, mm. right? Because I'm too, am I too controlling and trying to micromanage her life, mm-hmm. right? Am I helicoptering it up? Yeah. Or am I still, because, there, and we've talked about this too, there's a habit in taking care of your children when they are too young to take care of themselves yeah. that's really hard to break when they're totally. suddenly capable of taking care of themselves. Totally. And that's... Sort of. Sort of. Okay, because yeah, all right. Because
1: there's also, like, I'm right. with you on that, but I'm also, I, there are certain things where I'm like, you have that down? Great. Yes, yeah, okay, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Like, and I don't know if that's because, like, I now have a one-year-old to deal with, yeah. so, like, I'm occupied no matter what, you know? Right, yeah. Like, I'm not yeah. just, like, standing around. Like, okay, I guess, great. I yeah. Guess. Like, I... I love it when my kids get Master new skills something, yeah. and they're able to do stuff. I mean, like really, I don't, I don't, I think that, I think that this is definitely, I like definitely, definitely Jesse will, he's better at like, they'll figure this yeah. out. And like, he will call me out on like, you're so unable to deal with their discomfort. Like you're constantly oh. trying to like prevent their, their discomfort. discomfort.
0: Interesting, yeah. And
1: yeah. And I, like, hate it when he says that, but, like, he's also, <laughs> he's also, like, totally right. Like, right. I try, and I, I'm aware of it, and I try to, like, I try to, when I think it will be beneficial, like, yeah. a learning experience, I try to let it go. Right. But, and it's, but it's true. I will totally cop to that. I hate the idea, like, yeah. if I'm just hanging out with one of them, and I know they have to use the potty. Oh, yeah. And they're not doing it. At, like and i and i'll say like um like say it's not like we have to leave no. but we're just like hanging around the house but i can tell they have to go i'm just like you want to just like go cuz then you can come back and you'll be like a lot more comfortable and they're like no no i'm fine and i'm just like okay and i have to like oh, oh. really this is so interesting really deal cuz i have that like uh sympathizing yeah. like sensation like i can't i can't just like go okay well that's that's her problem or that's his yes! problem i'm like <laughs> I'm sitting that's there going true. like, oh my God, you look so fucking uncomfortable. Like, just, can you just
0: mm. like, you That's know? so, that's such an interesting way to look at it. Cause you're right. There is. Yeah. I, I, I can totally. Like, I, I know I'm the part of the same way of you though. I don't know if I would have put it in those words, but that's totally what it is. Uh-huh. I just don't want to sit there and fucking, I have no time to watch you be uncomfortable. Yeah. Let's move along. Yeah. Fix, Cause I'm the problem fixer. I'm like, yeah. there's a problem. It's fixable. Right. Let's just go potty. <laughs> yeah. Like, why would you waste your time being uncomfortable? <laughs> right. I have a harsher approach to it, but it's still the same thing. Like, I have no patience for people yeah. putting themselves in a comfortable situation. Yeah, but
1: like, whereas the comparison is right. like, it used to be they needed to go potty because they were going to have an accident. accident. But right. now it's not even that. It's like, they probably
0: won't. But they're But uncomfortable. this is just so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but there are there are other people who think different ways, yeah, and yeah, hearing yeah. Jesse point that out, yeah. I have had people in my life point yeah. that. It's like, why do you care how he eats his fucking food? Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm yeah. like, oh, I don't know because yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know because that yeah. seems so inefficient. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's really an interesting. Yeah. I think we son... need to step back. Yeah, we definitely. Well, but okay. Yeah, All I right.
1: think if we're, I think if you and I. Are asking ourselves right now should if we step we back. Step back <laughs> I
0: think we should probably take that as okay. a sign that we need to step back. Well, all right, <laughs> so let's wrap up on that. Which is okay. We are. We accept that it is our job as parents to teach our children right vital skills like uh, uh, recognizing their comfort levels, uh, recognizing like uh, being aware. We have to like help them. Mm-hmm be out in the world safely. Yeah. Okay? Yes. So lots of this comes from the very noble act of keeping our children safe. Right. We can also accept that there is an additional level of possibly not just keeping them safe, but what is the word I'm looking for? Keep... What is the just one? like? Because the discomfort's um, not the safety. Like, it's
1: not it's, safety, yeah. We're 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 going a step further to
0: like just alleviate. Alleviate, yeah, their discomfort. Their discomfort. Yeah. And yeah. then there's the habit of just constantly being the one who yeah. reminds people to right. do stuff. Yeah. Just because of the very nature of yeah. being president of lots of stuff. Yep. Right? Those are like three almost very different things mm-hmm. all working together yeah. that really do set us up. Mm-hmm. to be, as society likes to call us, the nags. Yeah. So what is it? Is it just, is this as simple as changing the language and no longer laughing at Zitz cartoons? <laughs> or how do we, how am I, help me, mm. help me get around this because it's really, there is something about like, yeah, I don't I, want Katie Bell to go yeah. be uncomfortable, but I also understand that she will be fine. Yeah. And maybe one day... So is it just being better at shutting my mouth? No, I yes. think,
1: well, it's definitely being better at shutting your mouth. But I think it's I think it's like, yes, we should probably be, like, asking ourselves mm. it, what you said, which is, is this a safety issue? Yeah, is this like, a safety? Like, is this a safety issue? Yeah. Like, if it's snowing outside right. and your kid is like, oh, I'll be fine. No, I mean, yeah. we know that, like, your kid yes. needs to wear a jacket outside. Right. But, like, if it's just merely a discomfort issue mm-hmm. and we know they're old enough. Yeah. And we've set, we've, we've, like brought it up one time yeah and they've heard us yeah and they've responded i think it's okay to leave it at that yeah right follow up later and be like how was that yeah
0: oh how did it go oh that's probably a helpful yeah Way to How do was that? that? Was that okay today? That's
1: oh That's- yeah. yeah. Why
0: well, is that not in a book? So that probably isn't a book that I have not read. A follow up later. Follow up later. That's like in a kind, respectful. Way. How was that for you? Yeah. Was that okay? Done- great. Yeah. Great.
1: Yeah. Uh- oh, okay. So maybe <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So maybe tomorrow you'll do something differently. Yeah which doesn't sound manipulative at all yeah. but it is. Uh, but it's the same with the yeah. potty. Like
1: the times when I do step back and go like okay, yeah. there's no emergency here. Yeah. Then like eventually usually within 5 minutes, yeah. they finally do just come around and go potty and come. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like
0: <laughs> No, I know. There's always that re- and almost like All of my parenting struggles, whenever I step back, things tend to go better. Yeah. Weird. Maybe I should write a note to myself to nag myself to remember (laughs) to step back. One Bad Mother is supported in part by ButcherBox, delivering healthy, 100% grass-fed and grass-finished beef, free-range organic chicken, and heritage breed pork directly to your door. ButcherBox meats come from humanely raised, open
1: pasture animals that are never fed antibiotics, hormones, or fatty fillers. So cook with the peace of mind knowing that you're feeding your family healthy, high-quality meat. Guys, I've
0: tried ButcherBox and it has been an absolute pleasure to be able to have this freezer full of meat that yeah. I'm like, oh, all I need to do is go to the store and buy this one thing, thaw this stuff out, boom, dinner, I, I have my chili, I have made my steak salad, we are doing chicken kebabs coming up. It's like, it actually has been a pleasure to have one last thing to worry about on my grocery list each week. So for $20 off your first box
1: and an order of free bacon, go to butcherbox.com badmother and enter code Badmother.
0: Wow! Oh my God! Oh my God! I saw what you did! Oh my God! I'm paying attention! Wow! You mom are a genius! Oh my God! That's fucking genius! So I
1: had Oscar and Curtis in the car, and we had a little bit of extra time before picking up Gracie, but like not enough time to like go home or anything. So. I was just like snacking with them in the back seat and I'd like gotten into the back seat and was sitting where Grace usually sits and was like snacking with them. And then I was like, "Oh, it's getting kind of hot in here." And I went to open the door and I remembered the child safety locks. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. And I didn't panic,
2: even Very though good. it was
1: hot, and I started going like, "Oh my god, can I like are there any people on the street? Like, I can wave someone down and ask them to open the car. You know, because uh, I had the key. I yeah. just, like, but my car, it's a small, it's small back yeah. there. And so, and because Curtis is rear-facing, mm. there's, like, no, it's not, you can't really climb to the front. Yeah. It's like, his car seat kind of goes, like, right in between the, the, two. the two front seats. Um, and so I'm just, like, wedged back there, you Yeah. Know? Started feeling a little claustrophobic. And then I realized, like, oh, I could probably reach forward and hit the thing that pushes the passenger seat forward. And then I could climb over that way, but I couldn't reach it. But I just remained calm (sighs) and I realized I could take my shoe off. And I reached my shoe forward and wedged it where the little, like, button is to push the seat forward. (laughs) And I used my shoe and I did it. And it pushed the seat forward and I was able to climb through <laughs> and I had to take my shoes all the way off, even just to like climb through. And there were like, pe- whatever, by yeah. the were people, of course, but I was like, <laughs> that's fine. But, and I don't know why this is a genius, except for that, the feeling yeah. I felt of like I solved this problem. Yeah. I got out of this, like, weird trap. Yes. It was, like, very exciting. Like yeah, it, And
0: very, like, like, it was, like, a big relief. Yeah, it's a mom-gyver kind of yes. thing that you did. Yes. Very good. Thank you. Good job. Thanks. I remembered to bring earplugs for both myself and Katie Bell to the concert. Yes. And she used them. Good. And we both did. Oh, good. It was loud. Yeah. Yeah, and we got to enjoy the concert. That's awesome. Yeah, thank good you. Good job. Thank you
2: hi guys I don't know if this is really a genius but it's a genius to me Um, I just realized tonight I don't have to have stickers in my house I don't want stickers in my house so you can play with stickers at school or whatever but I just I'm like I just don't want to deal with it so I got rid of all my stickers I just went in they have like this sticker box and I was like I've kind of hidden it from them for a while, and they don't ask for stickers. So I'm like, they don't ask for stickers. I don't have to deal with stickers in my house. So I just turn them out. I get rid of them. There are no more stickers <laughs> in my house. Um, That's it. That's my genius. All right. Y'all are doing an awesome job. Uh, Bye. Yeah.
1: I love it. I, I really can. do. Yeah. I really love it. Take yeah. that back. Take those things. You embrace that. Yeah. Yeah. We're just. it's That's n- just. It's your house and that's just what
0: you want. That's right. <laughs> Good job. You're doing it. Failures.
1: Fail. 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 Fail.
0: You suck. Fail me, Teresa.
1: Yesterday, I discovered that Curtis, my one-year-old, was just walking around with like a ballpoint pen, Mm. and I was like, ah, you're not supposed to have that, (laughs) and I I took it from him, and he was sad, Ah. and then later, we were having dinner, and I looked over at him, and I noticed that he just had all these like jabby ballpoint pen lines <laughs> all around and in his ear oh like no.
0: all over his ear like oh, and no. in his ear oh no yeah oh
1: god damn yeah i guess he's fine he didn't seem like he did any damage
0: but... snap 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 over, yeah. here. over here clearly yeah. he tried to wow so yeah wow mm-hmm. you got a little writer in yes, the family. That's
1: what it is. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh god.
0: That's terrifyingly horrible. Why would you have pens in your house? I know. Ugh. Well, it's about time for Biz to go back to her normal fail of my car is a depressing yes. wasteland of for this. garbage. There's literally a pile of like potting soil sure. from months ago uh-huh. from where a plant tipped over. Yep. There there's a plate under my seat that I <laughs> uh-huh. see every morning, I open up and I go, oh, I should really pull that nasty, yeah. disgusting paper plate. I, I don't. Yeah. There is such a, like, it's so depressing and sad. <laughs> and I hate it. I'm sorry. So much. I'm so sorry. It is awful.
3: Hi, Biz and Teresa. I have a fail for you. So I have a two-year-old and a one-month-old, and I had already taken them out for the day, and I was trying to make a meatloaf later that night and realized I needed one egg. Well, I certainly didn't want to load my kids up again in the car to go out for one egg, so I decided to do Instacart. Well, you know, if you spend so much money on certain products, it ends up being free. So really what ended up happening is I spent almost $100, Uh, Just so I could get one egg. And I'm calling it a fail, but I'm really kind of proud of myself in a weird way. Um, So that is my fail for the week. You're doing a great job.
0: Yeah. The genius is that you told the universe to go fuck itself. Yeah. And you don't have to get out of the house for one egg with two kids. Nope. That is reasonable. Yeah. But yeah. This is, the, I, this is one of those, like, it's like the snowball film. You're like, I'm just going to do this thing, and it's going to make life easier. Yeah. And yeah. then you kind of walk away going, yeah. I feel kind of gross about or yep. bad about oh, this thing. Wow. You know? Like, yes. I do those all the time where I'm like, yes.
1: I'm going to order. This. And also, it somehow took 45 minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, I know.
0: It's just not, not the solution. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. But I'm really glad you're proud of yourself. Uh, Yes. Even in a weird way. Yeah. Even in a weird
0: way. Yeah. 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 You're also doing a horrible job. Yeah. Of course.
1: You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I.
0: One Bed Mother is supported in part by Care.com, the easy and reliable way to find care for everyone in the family when and where you need it.
1: After a long, hard day, the last thing you want to do is clean your house. Quit pushing off the cleaning chores. Hire a housekeeper instead.
0: If you just brought home a newborn baby or have a house full of teens, things get to be too much. Hire a housekeeper to help you out. Guys, Biz
1: and I both have premium memberships with Care.com. To save 30% off a Care.com premium membership, visit care.com slash mother when you subscribe. That's care.com slash mother for 30% off a premium membership.
0: Teresa. Yes. Let's call someone today. Hey. Today. <laughs> Woo. Kate Rope is an Atlanta-based journalist, author, and mother. Her most recent book, Strong as a Mother, explores postpartum anxiety and a lot more than that, guys. We are so excited to have her on the show. Welcome, Kate. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I love you guys. Well, we are—get ready for everybody to fall in love with you.
1: It's mutual. Buckle up. (laughs) Big time. Uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Before we get into why we love you— And all the love. Talk to us about uh, who lives in your house. I live in my house
3: with my husband. We have two daughters that are 10 and 6. We have a cat,
0: and we have a very concerned rescue dog. (laughs) Concerned Concerned. because he's the newest rescue? Is he the newest member of the family? Or concerned just because of everything else in the house? Or about politics? (laughs) uh,
3: Well, hard to say. Hard to say. She's been with us a year... And her concern levels are dropping, mm. but basically, you know, you drop a spoon and she's concerned mm. to Aww. the point of
1: hiding under a bed.
0: <laughs> oh, I like how polite the use of the I know. word concerned I'm gonna is. I'm going to use
1: concerned t- about my dogs, too, even though they're, <laughs> they're it sounds like my dogs are a lot more rude than your dog is, but <laughs> I think they're concerned. I yeah. think
0: that's true. I think I'm just going to refer to myself as concerned all yeah. the time. I'm concerned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling
3: really concerned today yeah. about what happened. Yeah, I and yeah. so I just want to raise my
0: concern with
2: you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am it's concerned
0: good. when people drop spoons in my house yeah. all the time. It's a much better way to put that. So let's not derail into animals as we normally do and instead really jump in on the book. So this book, there there are a lot of things I like about this book. The first thing I'm going to say is this book doesn't treat a woman like she's an idiot or a baby herself. <laughs> Uh, which I think is critical. Let that sink in. I need everybody to let that sink in. We've talked about that, that like, boom, suddenly you're pregnant and then you're not able to make judgments for yourself. People talk to you like you're a child. People treat you like an infant. And this book does none of that. It, in fact, lays out information in a really direct and kind way that treats the reader like she is, in fact, very smart and capable. So good job.
3: Oh, thank you. I, think I didn't even do that intentionally, but what? I guess that's just how I talk well, that the women.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Shockingly. That's so weird. Yeah. Did you go to school to learn how to talk to women <laughs> like I that? I
3: respect women. I, I <laughs> guess we're oh learning today God. that I respect women. Guys, this whole and show. And I trust them. Yeah, I trust it's... them to make good choices for themselves.
0: What? This show is crazy. <laughs> They're going to burn us down. I, just so you know, at the beginning of the show, I totally had... A weird, like, feminist derailing of just everything. So it's good just that kind of show, which is great. I'm very happy about it. But let's get into something else about the book that I love. Uh, It's also incredibly inclusive uh, to all different types of experiences people may be having as new parents, including uh, the LGBTQ community, which I—it shouldn't be that big of a deal. But when you're reading a book and suddenly you see things that are directed— very specifically about concerns they might have or or, or things that they may uh, need to think about or, or go through or be aware of i just think that's so great that's really good yeah. so again i'm gonna check that off the good job box as well yeah and i'm just i'm going to interject really quickly to say the reason i did that gets to
3: probably what you want to talk about which is the mental health yeah. which is that when i went through some difficult things all the books i was reading i felt like an alien i felt like an outsider and so when i wrote this book i wanted I didn't want any mom to pick up this book and feel like it didn't have something for her. I wanted everybody to see herself reflected in some way to know that this was the book for her and that it was a safe space. So that was intentional. I mean, across every kinds of experiences, you know, race, background,
0: Shapes of families yeah. all of it yeah no and it's it, it, you and you do that which is again I'm gonna continue to praise you hold on guys we're eventually we're getting to an interview but I just need people to understand what a miracle I think this book is all right but oh. I, but enough, this is what I'm gonna say and what we're gonna get into and in that you know look it, it covers all the basic like what to expect when you're expecting kind of stuff but it all goes a it's done with kindness and respect. And, and with a broad stroke, okay, which is really nice as opposed to there's only one way to do this. But all of those basics go hand in hand with the mental health and emotional and mental health issues that women are susceptible to during pregnancy and after birth. Anxiety, depression, and grief. And it's very honest, and that's what we talk about on the show, that honesty about these sorts of issues can be hard. But if we just talk about them and treat them like... The same way we would treat postnatal vitamins or prenatal vitamins. You know, like all the all the things that women kind of talk about and explore when they find out that they've got, you know, something growing inside of them, we should normalize it. And this book really normalizes it. And and I just it was sort of like, why haven't we been doing this in every book beforehand? So good job. Thanks. Yeah. So let's Yeah. Let's get into it. Let's just start right with why on earth would you do this? Why Why would you write this book? Uh, I was going to say about have a baby because that, yeah.
3: that could take a long time. Why would you, why um, on earth would we have kids? Go ahead. Um, <laughs> so I had, um, I always wanted to be a mom. It was the only thing I knew I wanted to do. Knew it from age 10. You know, my husband and I discussed it. Minimum two kids. On board. Let's do it. Waited till we felt like we'd spent enough time together that we had a foundation. Went for it. Um I had a medically challenging pregnancy. And then after that, I had postpartum anxiety. Only I didn't know I had postpartum anxiety because I had only ever heard of postpartum depression. Right. And this didn't look like sitting by the windowsill looking out at a rainy day (laughs) 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 on the hospital pamphlet. You know, I was like incredibly productive. Like I was you know, wiping every page of every board book from the library with Clorox wipes because I was such an intense germaphobe. So I was productive. I couldn't sleep. I was up at 3 a.m. with racing thoughts about my health, about my daughter's health. And I just didn't, it, not, it didn't feel like what I thought postpartum depression should feel like. It just felt like motherhood on overdrive a little bit.
0: Yeah.
3: And it took, uh, it took nine months for me to realize how bad it was. I mean, I was doing things like I would throw up sometimes before work because my nerves would be so bad. I wasn't sleeping, which of course makes anxiety worse, but we, my husband and I, he was a travel writer at the time or a travel editor at the time at the New York times. And the New York times sent us on this amazing trip to Jamaica where he wrote about James Bond's Jamaica. And we stayed in <laughs> the nicest hotels I'll ever stay in, in my entire life. And, My daughter face planted on his watch, I would like to point out, (laughs) off the the hospital bed onto a concrete floor. And uh, the doctor said, look, she seems fine. No concussion. You know, but here are some signs to watch for. And I just lost it. And I just was up all night watching her for signs of concussion. And finally, the exhaustion of being vigilant in my head for that long just hit me. And I was on a porch in Jamaica with like rain falling down. It was like picture perfect. And I said, I was just started screaming at my husband that I wanted out. And uh, he looked at me. He seemed scared. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want out of life. I don't want out of this family, but I need out of my brain. I cannot be in my brain anymore. She is too exhausting. And so when I got back from that trip, I went and I saw a reproductive psychiatrist Ooh. and told her everything. And she said, yeah, you've got anxiety. And I think this medication, Zoloft, will help you. And two weeks later, I was a different person, like a, a Totally different
0: person. Who knew that they were reproductive psychologists? I mean, this is why we need to be talking about this stuff. You know what I mean? That like, right. that like there are people who really specialize in these different, you know, for, like it's, it's yes, there's like an overall, there's anxiety, there's depression, there are all these things. But then you can really find somebody who truly understands, for example, the reproductive elements that play into this, you know, into having this sort of anxiety, into having postpartum anxiety. I, wh- I, which I just want to point that out to people, because for example, I've talked about on the show, you know, going back to therapy for myself, instead of just seeing a general therapist, seeing a family, somebody who really understands kids and family dynamics has been a world of difference. So I just, I just like to shout yeah. that out as an advocate. Yeah. For and that.
3: I was, I was breastfeeding at the time. Oh. <clears throat> so I wanted someone who was familiar with uh, prescribing medication during breastfeeding. And so she could have an honest conversation with me about, are there any risks associated, which they're very, very minimal. So I felt comfortable with that. So those do exist. They're not a ton of them, yeah. but it's possible if you're listening to this and you're in the middle of Idaho, that whoever you go to could still consult somebody yeah. who, you know, they they should have access to peers that do specialize and they, you know, so that if you get an answer like, well, you're breastfeeding, you can't take a medication or, it's just hormones but you're 3 months past birth you know don't worry about it you should be able to press those people to get to people who know what they're talking about
0: that's like what this book does this book arms you with the information on what to ask how to ask how to help sort of identify that cuz you know it's like you talk about there being a spectrum of you know, I mean, you 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 could just be really sad looking out the window at rain, or you could be the other end of the spectrum when it comes to depression or anxiety. And wherever you fall on that, uh, in terms of how you're being affected by it, there's this you're arming women and their partners, in my opinion, uh, on like I need to be asking. For if, if, you know, if I can't find a reproductive therapist, for example, I, I can ask for them to consult. Like, I would never think about that. You know, we don't, we're not thinking about it. But to have it in yeah. a book, to be like, oh, I could ask that. That's empowering. That's helpful. But so, yeah, that's, I, I'm assuming yeah, that's and sort of where this came from for you. Like Right. So, so yeah, I, I, I then went on to have postpartum anxiety again with yeah. the second. But this
3: time I had prepared and I put a plan in place of, you know, I had psychiatrist numbers in my phone. I, you know, my husband and I made this pact that I could say anything to him after she was born and he would listen to me without judgment and he would just get me help, you know, (laughs) including including like, I think I might kill my baby, like any like anything scary I could say to him. And he rather than judging me or freaking out would say, okay, this is the time that we call in the cavalry. Right. And we knew who the cavalry were.
2: Oh, so
0: so um, smart. It's so smart. Yeah, and Joe's like so I just sitting here staring. Yeah. Like, oh, so good.
3: Right. Yeah. I have a little chapter in the book called Packing Your Emotional First Aid Kit. Yeah. Because, you know, you, yes, you wanna bring your own maxi pads because hospital maxi pads suck. <laughs> you wanna bring you wanna bring a black robe if you wanna look kind of chic in the pictures. Right. But you also <laughs> like can do like three other things. You know, you you go to Postpartum Support International's website and you look up what these symptoms are. You create a plan for getting sleep in the first in the first couple of weeks, getting three hour chunks of sleep by by you know splitting it with your partner or, or um, a family member or a night nurse. I even have ways to raise money for night nurses. You know, in there, great, yeah. You figure out a plan for how you're going to move your body and connect with some people right after birth you talk to your OB and you talk to your pediatrician about what if I'm not feeling like myself, what do you guys, what's the plan? How are we going to take care of me? And then you have somebody else look through this thing too. Yeah. And so that they're ready so that, cause you may not recognize, you know, you're in it, you're yeah. dealing with a new life and you may not see that you're not yourself. Cause how do you even know what yourself is? Because now you have another right. baby in your life or a new baby. And then those are very small things you can do so that if, and, and, and it does two things. One it normalizes the possibility that yeah. this could happen, yes. right? So, like, as many as twenty percent of women experience a perinatal mood or anxiety disorder during pregnancy or after. As twice as many as experience gestational diabetes, and you know, we routinely talk about, oh god, the glucose tolerance yeah. test, oh, it tastes so bad. You know, what if we could be like, oh god, yeah, today was my my, you know. Emotional health screening at the OB. She thinks I'm okay, but we're gonna watch it. Yeah. Whatever. You know, if we could make that a normal conversation, then, then and then you equip yourself with this stuff. Like this can happen. This is a this is a medical complication of growing a baby and giving birth to one. And it's even a it's even a complication after adoption too, and yeah. for dads. And it can happen. And if it does, here are the resources. And then you have them there ready to take action because sometimes when you're in it. You, that's when you're sort of least equipped to take action. So, if you've already done the three steps of like bookmarking an organization with a toll free number or, you know, getting the name of your friend's therapist that she's been trying to get you to see for three years <laughs> and you've been ignoring, like, but you have her name and number, you know, I, that's the hypothetical. I never did yeah, that. Yeah, I've never, um, been,
0: I've definitely never been in that situation either on no, either side uh, of that. So, I don't know. Yeah. If that's interesting.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: But I just wanted to normalize, like, you know, why do we think that growing a person inside you or researching
3: and jumping through legal hoops through years and years and years of ups and downs, and then giving birth or bringing a baby into your home, like pushing a person out of your vagina or your belly or bringing home a new baby to your house, why do we think that should be easy? Like, it's a beautiful, amazing thing, and it's going to be beautifully, amazingly hard too.
1: Well, I... Yeah, sorry, Teresa's right. Yeah, no, I just, I biz, biz, and I were saying before the show today, like biz was saying, like I don't know anyone yeah. who's just like okay after having a baby. Like, yeah. you were saying the number, like the twenty percent. That seems crazy that actually, low. It seems low. Yeah, time. like it. Act- I know that it seems high compared to like what kinds of things we have in place in our country to support parents. Yeah, but it actually, like anecdotally, with all of the parents that I know in my life, yeah. it actually feels low. Like, if you really— Yeah, I, I would agree. yeah, And that,
3: and, and, and that is—it it very well could be low because a lot of people aren't talking about it. A lot yeah. of—you know, they don't—like, it's a guesstimate based on the number of people who do feel comfortable coming forward, which is a minuscule amount.
0: Well, and I wonder if, again, it's sort of like when we—a uh, while ago, we did the show about postpartum depression, specifically, where, you know, there's—no one— No one thinks about the scale of it. It's it's your everybody thinks postpartum depression is postpartum like the psychosis where you know people are driving into the lake as opposed to we only have talked about postpartum uh, mental health issues at at the at the most extreme level of them as Mm -hmm. opposed to the more minor yet just as debilitating degrees that. People can suffer from it. So yeah. I wonder if that number right. comes from the fact that the only statistics getting reported are the extreme cases or the more like noticeable. Well, it's who in- got help. Who got help. Yeah. Right. There's yeah. So it's who many got people help. Yeah. Who, have yeah. 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 Help. who don't, yeah. because we are diagnosable,
3: and, and that's a good point because uh, Samantha Meltzer Brody, who runs the Women's Mood Center at UNC Chapel Hill, she talked to me about the fact that a lot of women may just be experiencing some of these symptoms. They may not have a full diagnosable disorder, but they're still having anxiety that is very uncomfortable and could benefit from, say, cognitive behavioral therapy or just therapy. Maybe they don't need a medication, but there are a lot of people who are, what the experts would say, subclinical. Like, they don't meet all the criteria, but they're still suffering and Mm -hmm. still deserve some kind of intervention that will help them. And the other thing is they're so treatable. These yeah. conditions are so treatable. And I, would, all the experts I talked to for that section of the book were like, the reason I'm in this biz is because I see incredible results very quickly, even for postpartum psychosis, even yeah. for the most rare and the most extreme, treatable conditions.
1: Yeah, well, I, it, Mm, this goes. That is like really. Yeah. That's so like, but that's so like, it's, it's frustrating, but on the other hand, it's so good. To hear that, yeah. It's,
0: yeah. Everybody in this booth and on this phone are products of, uh, yeah, getting Getting some help. Getting some help really made a tremendous difference. And I think, I think saying out loud that in most cases, it is treatable and helps, I hope, is helpful to people who are like, well, maybe I don't deserve it because it's just a yeah. little. And some days I do feel great. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, right. It'll all right. change tomorrow. Yeah. Right. As opposed to or I could just change right now. Yeah. You know, like right. I could do this for a month or a year and that could really be impactful. Yeah. But I want to I want to I ask you this it's really less of a question and more of a more of a discussion and that is it's just the language that we're using or are not using for example we are not talking like you said there's no like i'm going in for my emotional health we talked about this right beforehand you know you're treated like kind of an idiot through the whole experience and then suddenly you have a kid and then you're you got 17 doctor visits for the baby but none for you There's no follow up. You get
1: the one like six weeks later. Which ties into this.
0: The moment you become a parent, you go second. You never put the gas mask on you first in the airplane, right? Like, even though they tell you to do it, (laughs) don't put it on. You can't help them until you've helped yourself. That's not the language we use. We are told to be the story is we're second. Mm -hmm. Even if they're not saying it, we're learning that by, again, all these visits for the baby, which are important, but none for you. And no pre predis- like what if, what would it be like if we all went to the first OBG, you know, like session, like where they go, Yep, you are officially pregnant. These are the things you're gonna do, these are the tests we're gonna take, and here's the mental health stuff we're gonna start talking about right now. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to me more about that.
3: <laughs> okay. So, yes, that that would be amazing and and um we need to do that. Yeah. Additionally, we need to be doing it at the pediatrician's office because yeah. and yeah. I think women are deserving completely of mental health just for their own well-being because I'm a radical like that. Yeah. But Weird. for the, for those people who for whom the children are the future. It's better for the children. You know, you, mm-hmm. when you go to your pediatrician, your well visits, they say, is she in a car seat? Does she wear a seatbelt? Are there guns in the home? You know, what kind of like how many vegetables do you put on her plate? You know, but they're not like, are you crying for three hours of the day that you're sitting with her? Or do you feel so scared of yeah. changing her diaper because you're worried that you're going to hurt her, that you've stopped doing it? Or, you know, are I mean, you're sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it's a it's a medical issue for the mom and the baby. Yeah. and so so they really should be incorporated throughout the spectrum of of this time.
0: Well, as you were researching and putting this book together, is it do you feel that a lot of this is actually out there it's just not rolled out or talked about enough or do you see there being a progression towards making this more normalized? I mean, is it, yeah, just from the work and research that you did.
3: I mean, there's definitely a movement, I think that there's definitely an awareness movement. There's a movement towards legislation uh, mandating screening in OB settings, but there's still a ton to do. I mean, the stigma is still so real for so many moms to to just raise your hand and say, I'm having a hard time, you know, (laughs) so that, and, and I would, that I would say is still pretty strong. And the other real barrier is lack of access to care. There are a lot of providers who do want to screen, but then don't know what to do with people who screen positive because they don't have anywhere to send them. Yeah, Um, that's true. So that's a larger healthcare issue, but there is a lot of good support out there. So you can get support. You just have to look for it. And Postpartum Support International has a warm line. You call up and they will connect you to somebody in your state who is assigned to help you get to a care provider who knows these topics. Additionally, with telehealth, that could be a huge game changer because, you know, even if there isn't a reproductive psychiatrist in your small town, you might be able to get on Skype with one. And so I think that will be that will be really helpful.
0: Yeah, which is helpful for especially new parents who can't get out of the house for various reasons. You know what I mean? Like right. There yeah. there were lots of times I would just be like, I, I couldn't even get to see somebody if i needed to this week because you know like unless i'm taking the baby and you know what i mean like it was yeah it that would that would have been remarkable option to have yeah kate i i just want to say thank you for writing the book the book is again strong as a mother and it is so kind and respectful in laying all this out and treating it with the normalcy of every other part of pregnancy and post pregnancy life that it should be treated with as well as resources for people uh, to use. Thank you so much. We're going to like everybody up to the book again, It's Strong as a Mother. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Our- you for having me and thank
3: you for your non-judgmental, open, kind approach. Like <laughs> you're you're a beacon you're a beacon in this world of talking about motherhood. Uh, well, thank so. you
0: so much. We're going to chip away and make people finally accept that women are just here all the time doing stuff. Let's do it! <laughs> doing all the stuff. All the stuff, guys. Totally normal like people do. <laughs> Alright, we'll talk soon. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye.
2: Bye.
1: The Dead Pilot Society podcast
3: brings you hilarious comedy pilots that were never made, featuring actors like Aubrey Plaza, Andy Richter, Paul F. Tompkins, John Hodgman, Adam Scott, Molly Shannon, Busy Phillips, Tom Lennon, Anna Camp, Lori Metcalf, Felicia Day, Michael Ian Black, Adam Savage, Paul Shear, Ben Schwartz, Skylar Aston, Mae Whitman, Josh Molina, Ben Feldman, Nicole Byer, Jason Ritter, Sarah Chalk, Steve Agee, Jane Levy, Allison Tolman, Danielle Nicolette, Casey Wilson, Ana Ortiz, Lorraine Newman, June Diane Raphael, Kieran Shipka, Ed Week, Zack Knight, and Carrie Kenny Silver, John Ross Bowie, Jamie Denbo, Janet Varney, and many more.
2: Listen at MaximumFun.org, iTunes,
3: or wherever you download podcasts. It's been a long time coming, but John Roderick finally has a podcast on the MaximumFun.org network. <sighs> the long wait is
2: over. <laughs> Max Fun Friends, I teamed up. With these two unlikely nerds and their dumb Star Trek podcast. (laughs) And we talk about uh, war movies, not just in a laudatory and salivating (laughs) way, but we apply critical thinking principles to uh, the multiple, multiple subtexts that are woven in every war movie. And Sylvester Stallone specifically. (laughs) It is not that. It is not that at all. So go grab Friendly Fire every Friday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: So good. Isn't it ridiculous how profound it can be? Yeah. It's so good. My mind is going like a
1: thousand different places right now. I know.
0: It really is, guys. I I just, we got to stop being afraid of emotional and mental health. Uh, it making sure that we don't have those stigmas like in our own brain, making us yeah. scared to talk about it and ask for help or admit to not being happy about it all the time. And this, uh, this book is so good and such a resource. And it should be what like every what to expect book that's ever come out should have been from the beginning. You know, our mental uh, and emotional health should not be like a, uh, pop-out box or just one chapter. It mm-hmm. should be looked at and talked about in every aspect uh, of our lives. So there you go. Just go get the book. I'm done. <laughs> Speaking of being done, let's listen to, and mental health <laughs> and normalizing things. Mm-hmm. Let's listen to a mom have a breakdown. Yeah, this
3: is a rant. Uh, probably just for biz, just to say Fucking emotional labor, fucking emotional labor. Like, I can't even, I, like, I do it for my job. And then I have a coworker who has like, losing her mind over her boyfriend. And like, it's gonna be fine. But like, yeah, so much talking her through it. And then like, I have an 18 month old. And a husband who's like full of this stuff. And it's just, it never stops. It never stops. I just want an hour where I don't have to care about other humans. I just need, I just need a little time. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. And to bury the lead, my mother-in-law was in the hospital for three weeks. <laughs> Emotional labor. Okay. <laughs> uh yeah I feel like a horrible person, but also i just i can't i just i need i can't okay all right, thanks guys I love this show bye i
0: yeah okay yeah. yeah 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 okay, first of all, you are doing a good job and you did bury the lead uh but this is... And also, I'm so fascinated by what mysterious stuff is in your husband. I know. <laughs> what is the stuff? Lots of stuff. I'm full of stuff, too. I love it. All right. First of all, well, you know what? We actually have... A, we we touch on emotional labor, I think, in every episode yeah. without, like, screaming it out. Yeah. Uh, but, but... Every this, time we say we're president of everything, yeah. that's what we're talking yeah, about. That's yeah. That's part of being president of everything. Yeah. But there there is something that... I don't think we recognize, I think we it's easy kind of to say, you know what, I'm tired of like the emotional like weight of caring about my children, right? Mm-hmm. Like worrying about them, worrying about like knowing that they are cold or they're yeah. uncomfortable, like whatever yeah. that is. Yeah. Not healthy for us either. Yeah. And our partners, they're they're in there. And then there are the friends and the relatives and the coworkers yeah. and we are just always out in the world walking around mm-hmm. susceptible to somebody unloading their, mm. like, what they've got. And yeah. I don't mean unloading in a bad way. I mean, yeah. like, we are friends and we are people yeah. in the world. Yeah. And people are going through difficult things all the time. Oh, and yeah. it is we it is natural for us to say, absolutely, tell me all about it. Yeah. But then we don't take seriously how that might affect us An our two hour three like we wind up at the end of the day being like why am I so drained why do I need everything just turned off or do I really need to sew with something or watch something or whatever it is or I can't do anything because we're not giving the weight to all of the stuff that's coming in and even if it's like not our problem as it were you still take that. You still
1: that, take it on. You still, you still, still take, take it, it on. on. And I feel like at the point where you where it starts becoming that you're like thinking emotional yeah. labor yeah. rather than thinking like, "Oh my gosh, this thing is happening for this person." Yeah. That's when you know Your you're, you're at capacity. Correct. Like that's when you know, "Oh, it's time to take a step back. It's yeah. time to take a little a little break from this. Like it's time to walk it back because I think I it reminds me of this back when I was in law school and I was interning at the public defender's office and I was so burnt out and it was just like not the career for me and I was, it was, it was very draining and painful Mm -hmm. for me on a daily basis and I like was out with a friend and like met this guy and he was asking about it and I was just like, oh, I'm just so fucking done. Like I just can't, I don't even, I'm just, I like I'm not, you know? And he was like, he was like a therapist or something. So he was like, he was like, Oh well, it sounds like you don't have the emotional support that you need to be working there, and oh. and I was like, oh, and it was so weird because he came at it at this place of like real <laughs> compassion, yeah. whereas I was just like, oh fuck this, yes. And I'm so <laughs> fucking done. I was just like, ah, oh. and he was just like really like expressing compassion towards yeah. like what I was, and he was like, you you don't have this emotional support to deal with that, and I was like. Oh, yes. And like that moment really stayed with me because it's really true. Like we all, all of us empathic people in the world take the stuff on and take the stuff on. And at a certain point, we do hit a limit. And it's not because there's anything wrong with us or there's anything wrong with other people. It's just we need to refuel somehow. There has to be
0: a way to refuel. Oh, my God. And it just goes right back to what we just spent. All that time talking with Kate Rope about. Yeah. Like, it is, we need the emotional support yeah. to carry the emotional labor. Yeah. Right? Like, it yeah. is. And I, again, I, one of the things that Kate was saying about the like, I, to my partner, I said, I'm gonna let's get on the same page that when I come and I vent this stuff, you're gonna be non judgmental and you're gonna be ready to help mm-hmm. me, right? Yeah, I thought that was so good, so but good. it's the same sort of thing. And we talk about this, you know, in our online communities hey, guys, I just need to drop this here. Mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily looking for answers, but I need to drop it, I need to unload it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Keep the bucket brigade going, as it were. If you're on the receiving end of that, make sure you've got emotional support. And it's whatever that emotional support is, whether it is literally having somebody who listens and supports you and gives you a space to unload it, or if it's going to a batting cage and beating the shit out of some balls for a while, Mm -hmm. whatever that releases for you, I'm beginning to see a pattern here. It may be really important.
1: Yes. (laughs)
0: We are learning is kind of important. Somebody tell me to put my coat on. It's fucking cold outside. Well, you are doing a very good job. Yes. And yeah, get, get out there and go hit some balls as it were. You know what I mean? Like take care of yourself. You're doing a really good job. Guys, what did we learn today? We learned that there comes a point when our children actually have to do it get Mm -hmm. uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. experience some discomfort to decide how they feel about it and if they're going to start taking better care of themselves. (laughs) And if they don't, you get to spend the rest of your life uh, telling them you told them so. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's the other side of Mm -hmm. mom nagging is mom rubbing it in. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that was fun. I actually learned, once again, a lot of this is about me. Mm -hmm. And, And not necessarily, but it's kind of about them. But it's also there was something uh, when you pointed that out, Teresa. About I just can't even sit with their discomfort mm-hmm. and how that motivates you. Mm-hmm. That that I'm gonna have to chew on that mm. for a while. So yeah. thanks, thanks sure. for that, thanks Jesse. Yeah, thanks Jesse. <laughs> Put your coat on. So that was learning. Yeah. We also learned that <laughs> people just fucking still hate women. We got to stop that, guys. Yeah, you guys. Yeah, let's come really. On. So we need to get on this. Yes. Yeah. And one of the ways to get on that is acknowledging the emotional and mental health of women when a kid shows up in your life. Okay? Uh, However, that kid shows up. And, As,
1: and and also, I just want to say the health of all, all people yes, having babies. I agree. Sometimes it's not a woman exactly. having a baby. Yes. But lots of people have babies. I agree. And identify a variety of different ways. Thank you. And they also deserve good mental health. As do
0: the partners in their lives. Yeah. I, yeah. I just, it's okay for all of us. Yeah. Whoever we are. Yeah. However children show up to put our emotional and mental health as a priority. Yes. This is okay, guys.
1: Yeah. We got it. good. We We're get- not going to get too much mental health. Yeah. 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 There's no airing <laughs> on the... If you take oh, this too far, oh. you might get really mentally healthy. And There's this, yeah. no danger of <laughs>
0: going this, too far in that direction. And this also isn't a case of needing to learn a lesson from being a little uncomfortable. No. Right? It's, it, it, no, yeah, it's different. It is different. Yeah. So, again... Lots of learning. Yep. It's going to be a long week of chewing on everything, guys. (laughs) Thanks. Uh, Everybody, you're doing a really remarkable job. Yeah, you guys are. Uh, It's a lot. And in all honesty, I hope you're getting some support, Whatever, whatever that is for you. It's okay to ask for it. And you're all doing a remarkable job and asking for support only makes the job you're doing even better. Yep. There's no reflection on, on how hard this is and and the level of work that you're putting into it. You're doing great. Teresa? Yes. You are doing a very good job as well. Thank you, Biz. So are you. Thank you. We will talk to you guys next week. Bye! I got to load down Mama
3: Blues. I got to load down Mama Blues. Got to load Mama Blue, low down, Mama Blue. Got low down, Mama
1: Blue. Got low down, Mama Blue. Know that right.
0: We'd like to thank Max Fun, our producer, Kara Hart. Our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, are perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all of these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a
1: member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to maximumfun.org/donate. Well, daddy, baby, fussing by, got low down, mama food. Oh, said daddy, baby, fussing by, got low
2: down, mama blue. Oh, daddy, baby, by, down mama blue. Yeah. Maximumfun.org. Comedy
3: and culture, artist-owned,
2: listener-supported.